Welcome everybody to the podcast. This is your host Angel. This is Atlas Cast, and today's guest is is one that's that's very special to me. Uh, this is a person who I emailed over a year ago and said I, I want to start a podcast one day and I want to have you on. And it, it's very important for me to have him on just because of the work he's done and the amount of respect you know that I have for him. He's someone that I would consider an inspiration to everybody out there. I would like to introduce the main man. Manny Jimenez Sr. Thank you very much, and I'm humbled. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm humbled to, to have you here and just have you in front of me, really, you know, someone, you know, that uh, it's almost weird to say, but a lot of people that look and speak and act like you aren't always on TV, you know, and, and those were the people that raised me. Those were the people that were my direct influences, and, and, and I'm very grateful, you know, to have a representation of who I am and what I am up there. You know, Thank um, you. just so if you can give just you know, some of the listeners some some feedback, like, like what, what is it? You, who are you? Well, I'm a father, a husband first. And I'm working on that till you get better every day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I'm a filmmaker and a youth mentor. And um, I, yeah, I'm mentor. I'm, I'm, you know, friend, friend, you know, what I mean, a colleague um, here to serve, you know, here to serve humanity. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, so, so tell us about like your upbringing and how it led to you, you know, becoming who you are. How far you want to go back? As, as far <laughs> back as you, as you want to give us. So I, uh, as a little kid, uh, uh, going far back is I, sounds like Goodfellas. Far back <laughs> as I can remember. <laughs> um, I was a little kid, and uh, we, uh, what I remember living in Linwood and my mom and being just totally into movies and television shows. First television shows was like the old school Batman right. and the old school uh, Superman, right? Yeah. And running around with the pillowcase. <laughs> and um, we lived in these top apartments, and my mom was always scared I was going to jump off the balcony <laughs> like I was Superman. So I was into that, and then as I got a little bit older, I was like into uh, Dukes of Hazard, Happy Days, uh, and then Grease, The Outsiders, you know, okay. uh, into, into movies. So that was always like a thing that I just like loved, even like as a little kid, right. like I just saw movies, fantasy, and then, you know, Back to the Future. Yeah. You know? And um, so this all started back then, but then I, then it's like, ah, oh, that can't happen to me. You have to be tall, white, and handsome or whatever, or it's not even, it's just like, it was entertaining. It was my escape. And then there was the violence in the house and the right. partying and the drinking and all that. Um, then dad wasn't around and it was my stepdad. And I was like a little kid. So probably, I mean, in elementary school. So I remember that, that, that where like a lot of pain started. Because mm. I felt like, um, my, I felt like I, my, my dad wasn't coming back. I wanted my dad and I rejected my stepdad from the jump. Like, you're not my dad. Don't tell me what to do. And then I felt like my mom, like, or my stepdad, like, kind of took my mom from me, mm. right? So then I was like, okay, I don't have a dad, and I have a mom. And then remember when they got married, my stepdad and my, uh, my mom, I remember stay, uh, at my grandma's house, stay, I cried, and I didn't go to the wedding or nothing. I remember crying, crying, and feeling like, dang, you're getting married. Like, he's really not coming back. Yeah. So that was where I started, I think the anger kind of started um, festering, you know? Right. And then... Um, and then I got into breakdancing. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, then we're like, we moved, we went from, we went from like Southgate Linwood to Huntington Park. Uh -huh. And then we got like a nicer, went from an apartment to a house. So I was into breakdancing. And I was like all into it. I was all into the old school KDAY. 
recording from cassette to cassette. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was totally into hip hop. Oh, my mom, I drink too much coffee. <laughs> and um, then I got into, so I was like really dedicated to that. And I would then, but I was still into movies the whole time. Then I got into the break dancing, mo- uh, breaking, right. and Beach Street. I remember, you know, going to Huntington Park and taking the sneaking in the back of the bus. And it's crazy when I think about it. We were like straight out little kids. <laughs> like if I seen some little kids walk one in the street, I would be like, hey, you need to like, where is your parents? Like, what are you guys doing? Right. So back then it was like, you know, we weren't worried right. about kidnappers and all that. But there was no Internet, you know, so. But I'm um, sneaking in the back of the bus and then going and watching like the double feature or even sneaking in the theater. Yeah. And going through the whole thing and all that. And um Man, we were just little kids, and that's like you know, figuring out a way to do it, and that, and all that, you know, all these stories will lead into filmmaking. But figuring it out, you know, that was the thing. My stepdad would always tell me, "I said, he's like, figure it out, figure it out," mm. and and I would you know learn to figure it out, and that's what I'm doing now, figuring it out. And, and, you know, and and I really like the way that essentially you put that, you know, figuring it out, and that that comes with a that comes with like every boy's life. You know, you have to, because in order for you to figure out things, you have to live it. Um, Breakdancing was actually a big part of my life, and that's something I, I never, ever talk about. Um, oh, wow. I learned a pop lock because my mom's, well, my cousin's husband, according to him, he actually battled Boogaloo Shrimp for that role in that movie. Wow. And I kid you not, if you put on Egyptian Lover, like, it, it oh, you feel I, it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, breakdancing was, I feel like breakdancing and, like, graffiti were, like, a big part of, like, uh, I hate to say, like, LA, LA Latino or LA uh, urban culture, uh, especially a lot, like, in the 80s and the 90s. And we took Loved so it. much from that. I, it, it was the greatest. I still movie. love it. I still yeah. love it, yeah. Yeah, and, and people, like, oh, well, it's a dead thing. People don't do it. I'm like, go to Korea. Go to Japan. They have breakdancing competitions every year where they win like you know millions of dollars. So so you feel like because uh, because from what you're telling me, it's like you were able to put a, a lot of essential darkness into these 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 gifts and abilities and talents and, and you know you, your your perception of it, right? Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was something I had. Well, you know, being an entertainer, you know, was just interesting. And then I then breakdancing. Uh, then from breakdancing, I got into skateboarding. Okay. So it was like dedicated skateboarding. But then I remember trying to hang on the back of cars like Michael <laughs> J. Fox. I swear. We all we all tried I, doing that at some and, point. And I did it a few times, but you know, um, and then then I then I started hanging around guys that were caught up in gangs in Huntington right. Park. And then they, they moved us to an area where where um they, they thought it was safe. They ended up going to another area that was gang infested mm. and all that. And then I ended up getting in caught up in gangs. But the thing is, I was like so dedicated into, you know, the breakdancing. I was dedicated into uh, skateboarding. And then I, when I got into gangs, I was like really dedicated. Like, I mean, like I gave it my all. I gave it like right. my life. I was willing to die for it. And the whole time, like I was still into movies. Mm. but still just didn't know that how, you know, I remember just like I still love watching movies. Um, and um and it just, it just, you know, and my mom, but it was from my mom at right. a young age showing me these TV shows and movies and then her like watching the Oscars and talking about all these different actors and she loved Lucille Ball. And so she really, um, and she like, you know, I was a little kid, took me to like, like some awards. I don't even remember which one it was, but probably the Emmys, I would, I would assume, but it was one of these sort of where you're like right. out in the crowd looking and I'm like with her and my aunt as a little kid. I just remember they took a picture of me with the ABC 
um, truck in the background. That's cool. And because I remember that whole night, and then um, it's like, man, they actually took me. Man, I, was, I haven't thought about that for a long time. Man, <laughs> maybe emotional. I have to find that Polaroid somewhere. But um, so she really like put that in me, planted the seed. So when I, so like, so when I was in gangs, I had this. I had this one homeboy tell me. He goes, hey, he came to the park. We're hanging out. And he says, oh, some, 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 some dude gave me his business card. Told me if I want to be in the movies. And I'm like. Oh, hey, let me get that business card, fool. You know, and he goes, mm-hmm. goes, man, I threw that shit away. You know, I'm Aww. like, oh, man, I was like, there goes my shot. And then I remember watching um, the movie Me Familia with Jimmy Smith. Yeah. And Jimmy Smith, like, um, there's a guy, walk, there's a scene where this guy walks by and he, like, he mad dogs Jimmy and he says, oh, you know, what are you looking at? Get out of here or whatever. And I, and I was in jail with the guy, right? Oh. I was like, oh, man, I was, I was busted with that fool. <laughs> so I was like, if I ever run into him, I'm going to say, hey, how'd you do it? You know, and then, Years later, I ran into him. I just didn't have no idea how to do it, even though it's like right. down the street. Um, and then I ran into him, and he's like, oh, I don't know. I was at some girl's house, and they just asked me to be an extra in the movie. And I'm like, oh, man, it was like my shot again. So I was just caught up with all that, the life. I got in the life, one of being bored and being anger, angry. And then I got into, you know, uh, I got into, um, like I said, I was dedicated to like, Started with G-Rides and parties right. and the girls and, and love and respect. You know, the, the, be, the beginning is like, um, is like a honeymoon stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just you're really like seduced into it. And then you're like, you know, and then like the girls are looking up to the gangsters. You know, like, oh, I want yeah. some. You know, you see some old dude a little bit older than you. He's got this yeah. respect, this power. It's addicting that life. So I never got addicted to drugs or, or, or uh, I never became an alcoholic, even though a lot of my family have that. It wasn't me, but I got addicted to the lifestyle. Gotcha. And then that, and then you you mix that up with anger. You know it's what I mean? Dangerous. It's very dangerous. And then I was like, my parents, they like they, they you know, they're not. I'm not listening to them at this right. point. You know. Then I went, got kicked out of high school. Then I went to uh, into continuation school, and all these time I loved movies. You know. And then I started watching Goodfellas and Reservoir right. Dogs and all these. You know, my movie, <laughs> my movie catalog was changing. Of course. But it was. Um, I just still, I, you know, like Get Shorty. You know, I love Get yeah. Shorty. Yeah, like, yeah, you see yeah. John Travolta. He's a gangster and all that, but he could be in the theater and, like, <laughs> you know, watching the movie. So I, I really, really like that. You know, you remember when he's, like, in the yeah. theater alone laughing? Yeah. So, so that, yeah. So, 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 like, what, what made you decide that you wanted to be involved in movies? Well, I always wanted to be involved. I just had no idea how. But being in the, in the neighborhood stuff, I think I had to go through certain things. Luckily, I survived. I'm very great. I'm yeah. like, every day I'm grateful for that. But it was going down this dark path to really see what it is, seeing that, um, again, my experience is there was a lot of betrayal. I seen a lot of betrayal, and I was just like, I want something else. I want to do something else. And, um, you know, and then I was, I was fighting a case. My girl was, uh, who's my wife now, was pregnant. Oh, wow. Four months pregnant with our son. And, and I, I was um, being accused of a crime I didn't do. And the, the guy said it wasn't him. I got, um, they told me that, um, mm-hmm. they told me, oh, you know, the, the, basically they said it wasn't. The guy pointed me out and said, no, that's not the guy. I made a mistake. Oh, gosh. But then the judge, you know, they dismissed my case or whatever. But then what happened was, as I'm just, they dismissed the case, it was like, okay, that gave me the courage to like walk away. Yeah. So that gave me the courage, like, okay, if I stay, I'm like going to do time or I'm going to get killed or whatever, but I'm going to walk away because I already was tired of the life. And um, so I, so then it was just like, what am I going to do? 
you know, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to, I get a job. I try to get a job and, you know, I have a, I have a felony and which makes it harder. Makes it harder. And I still dress like a gangbanger, you know, right. I still had the, the attitude and the, the, the aesthetic walk and yeah. the, the whole, the demeanor. So I didn't like, even though I left crime, I still had all this, um, still had anger. You took it with you. Yeah. I took all that, um, stuff with me. So then I was like, man, babe, you know, what do we, you know, what do we, what am I going to do? You know, so I'm like trying to get a job. Finally, I get a job. No. So we both went to Toys R Us and I hired her then me. But then I'm watching like at the time tonight show, Jay Leno, this is like 97, 98. So I was, I was watched uh, that. So then I, um, then, then I got a job at Toys R Us after her. So then she quit. Tell you like the big old long story, but so I'm trying to think. <laughs> so then I go to Toys R Us and she's, and she takes me with her mom's car. I had to work in the evening so she could buy her mom's car and she's pregnant to drive me to work and right. drive me back. So every time I would get home, it would be like midnight, right when Jay Leno would start. So every night after Toys R Us, I was watching Jay Leno. But at Toys R Us, that was a cool job and everything, but it just wasn't what I wanted to do forever. And I seen like some managers there. I'm like, man, I don't want to be the manager here. No disrespect to anybody that worked at Toys R Us. <laughs> right. I just knew I wanted something more and I just didn't know what it was. And I thought of going to the military, but then I'm like, no, nah, I don't like waking up early. <laughs> and then I was like, even though the movie business, you still have to wake up like four, three o'clock yeah. in the morning sometimes. But I don't know, I get a rush out of it, so I'll get to that. So, so I was like, man, what do I want to do? And then um, when um, Robert Duvall, I, some interviews, it was Robert Duvall and Will Smith, and they just were very inspiring. But the one that sealed the deal was the Tarantino interview when he said, because I was still very insecure and I still had a lot of doubt. You know, you know, I was very, you know, like, I'm a high school dropout, I'm short, I'm a cholo. <laughs> you know, I had all these things in my mind where I was like, man, I'm like, there's no way I could do this. And then um, Tarantino said something about, like, when, you know, he had a warrant and he'd been in jail and Hollywood doesn't care where you come from. And that just gave me, like, the like the kick in the butt, the final right. one. Like, you need to go do this. I felt like it was my calling, you know. Right. So then now it's like, hey, babe, we got to get your mom's car and, like, figure out. <laughs> How to get, because I knew my mom used to bring me, you know, I found old VHS tapes of her filming movie sets. Really? She passed away a long time ago, so it was like, oh, wow, like, she's really was into this thing, and that's where I got it from. So we would, like, we got to go to Hollywood, we got to go to downtown LA, we got to go wherever, where make movies. Right. And drive around, drive, my, the plan was, just like, that was it, sounds like, like we just got to go to movie sets, and I'm just going to jump off and just bug them to put me in the movies. That was it. Hmm. So she would drive around to Hollywood, and then remember we went to the we went and saw Titanic at the Man's Chinese Theater, and we came out one night, and it was all the trucks and everything. And they said, "Hey, um, oh, oh what movie?" I saw the trailers. I'm like, "Hey, what movie you guys filming?" Like, "Oh, Rush Hour." And I'm like, and I had already seen like a little right. behind the scenes on um, E and Entertainment Tonight or whatever. Is it okay, the mic? Yeah, that's fine. Oh. And um, so I'm like, "Oh, so Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker will be right, here tomorrow?" Right. Like, yeah, I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna be here tomorrow." I'm like, "I'm just gonna." I, my girls, I probably really thought I was a weirdo. She's like, like I'm just going to walk up to Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker and say, how do I get in the movies? <laughs> oh, what? Right? The next day, that's all. Like, I was so confident to do that. And then the next day, my, my, I decided to put my brother on blast, but he straight out dogged me. I didn't have a car because I needed a ride. And he, he's like, nah, you're dumb. You ain't getting in no movies. I was so mad. So I was like, damn, there was my shot again. So, But she, we kept borrowing her mom's car, driving me, driving me. And I just got rejected. I got people... Um, uh, were like just dismissal, right. dismissive to me, and finally this, I walked on the set where I like I 
past security and somehow weaseled my way on like the actual set and I saw the big old uh, buffet the, the craft tables craft I was like oh man I gotta get up in here you know <laughs> I was like dang man this is cool you know and then the guy some I, I don't know what his job was at, I mean it's probably a PA or a, or a, a AD now that I know what they do but he's like nah we're not hiring you know try to go get on for you know I was like I'll sweep I'll do whatever you know what I mean? right and then I and I, my girl, she would have, the plan was that she would drive around the block, and then when I, till I'm back out. Right. And she's pregnant, and we're in downtown LA in the middle of the night. Oh, no. I know, so that's like, and you, you know, you know, that's like, yeah, you're crazy. I ain't doing that. But I was just like, come on, come on, come on. And um, finally, I'm outside. I'm like, man, like, you know, no one really gave me no nothing. And there was a, there was a, a, a white dude with dreadlocks smoking a cigarette. And I don't know how the conversation happened, but I said, hey, man, how do you get in the movies? He's like... Oh, I don't know, man. I'm just an extra. I'm like, well, I'll be an extra. How do I be an extra? And he gave me a number to Central Casting. And um, he said, call this number, man. It's like 25 bucks to register. And I'm like, oh, really? all right, I could do that. So I got in the car, and I was like, I got a number. And I didn't have a cell phone or anything back then. So I remember going home, calling in the middle of the night. And they say Central Casting, and I hung up on it. I got I was so, like, nervous. <laughs> I was all confident. Right. Like, ballsy to go on the set and all that. And then I get home. I'm scared to call. And then I called back. And then, like, I go, oh, I want to be an extra. And they're like, a union or non-union? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and then they said, all right, you're non-union. Right. And then they send me to this recording and all that. Back then, it was no right. you know, online. It was all recordings. And then I signed up. And then I was like, all these record, if okay, we're looking for this person, they was like, if it said Mexican or Hispanic, I'm like, all right, I'll try to call in. They're right. like, no, you don't fit. And then you would give your, so, your last four of your social, and then your photo came up. Well, I had to go sign up, and then that's how they ran it. So I'll give them my social, like, nope, you don't fit what we're looking for. I'm like, what? You said Mexican, you know what I mean? <laughs> what the hell? Finally, they were like, we want all ages, all races. I'm like, okay, I got to get on this one. And it was Deep Impact, and I got in on like the last few days of shooting. And I was all nervous. I was like trying to dress up like I'm going to court with my doctors and stuff, right. you know. And I went in and I got on the set and I and, and this time I'm on set and they're paying me. It was like forty bucks or whatever, right. you know. But I was like, and I saw the food again and the traders. I'm like, I'm in. Right. That's it. I go. Oh, they messed up now. I'm in. I'm like, I'm doing this forever, <laughs> you know. And um, and that's it. I just, you know, I was like, I'm gonna keep doing this forever. I mean, I didn't know about directing, about writing. I just knew I wanted to be in movies and I knew. I wanted to make a movie at some point, but I didn't know. Yeah, so yeah, that was like that, first. That, that's beautiful, man. And, and I'm giving you like the long version, dude. Sorry. That, that, it's a podcast. This is what it's for. Right. So, so with with all the stuff that you've done, um, I I watched your your, your video on YouTube, the, the the documentary of like the things. Um, the big thing that it's so funny the 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 whole youth outreach that that you did, mm -hmm. and you know, speaking to these kids. I, I I was one of those kids. I mean, I wasn't in that video, but. Growing up, I had people just walk into to, to classrooms and just talk. And, and to be honest, it, it just it didn't seem like it was impactful or genuine coming from them. But then like seeing it from you and then having to go through, I guess, essentially what I had to go through. And then now meeting you, me at the age of 30, it's like, yo, I, I think had we listened to you early on or like the people that were doing what you were doing, we, we would probably would have turned out a little bit better. But I mean, this is all part of the story, right? You know, this, these are the things that we have to essentially go through. But, like, do you feel like you've made, like, a direct impact in kids' lives, you know, by being there? Uh, it's hard to say, you know, because I look back, um, you know, you never want to be like, oh, you know, I did this and I did I, 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 I post hardly anything of that, that type of work. I just don't feel comfortable doing it and I don't feel comfortable 
I'm going to talk about it because right. he asked me, but I don't feel comfortable saying I did this and that. I'll just tell you like a few. I feel yes, I have because people did it for me. Right. I remember everybody that did it for me. I remember good and bad, and, and I don't hold any grudges anymore, even from the people that were, that were bad in my life or didn't help me or belittled me, whatever. Right. I just know that for the people that belittled me and made me feel like crap, I remember how that feels. So I was like, okay, I never want to make people feel like that. That's beautiful. Right? So that's how I use. So it was still a good lesson for me. But um, so I had like this kid. I'll tell you this story to answer your question. I get it. So since Instagram, like I'm getting all kinds of DMs right. of, hey, you know, I met you this time. And I'm like, somebody I don't even remember until they really get in. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. But like this one young man, he's 33 now. He, he, he messaged me and he sends up like a really long DM. And, and I first I look, I was like, oh, man, I get, this is a long one. Let me take right. time to really read it so I can answer back the right way. And he said, hey, man, I'm, and he says his name. And I'm like, as soon as he said his name, I'm like, oh, I know who this kid is. He's 33 now. And he starts telling me, thank you, man, it's me. And, and, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I already know who you is. But he's still trying to explain where we met and all. And, um, and I'm like, man, like I'm reading this thing and he's, I'm crying. I start crying wow. because he, I met him when he was like 15, 16, and I made an impact on his life. And, and I'm like, and his parents, I'm like, oh, I remember this kid. And I go, yeah, it was weird that his parents used to let him come with me. <laughs> like, you can't do that today. No. You know? But I was like, because I'm in my 20s and he's 15 right. and that's like weird now. But back then, like I met them and they feel comfortable. We're filming in their neighborhood. Right. And we're like, hey, you guys want to be in movies? And I got him and his little brother and sister and I wow. put him in. So he was just saying how I, how I impacted his life. So I'm like crying. I let my wife read it and she's like, what happened? And she thought I was like a bad thing. Oh, man, look at this guy. So I, so I go, yeah, man, I, I still have you in my name. It was a different number, but I still right. have you in my phone. So we talked for a long time and he just goes, look, dude, I never had a chance to thank you. I wanted to thank you. You gave me the one of some best memories of my life. That's crazy. And um, I went to the military for 10 years. I got out. I have a wife and two kids. I bought a house. I bought my parents out. I was like, oh, man, dude. So that like, that's like, that's crazy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm just like, man, you never know who you're going to impact. That's true. That's you know what I mean? True. You just never know. Like just those little things. I wasn't doing it to like, look at me on Instagram. I was just like, Hey man, like I seen these kids and it reminded me of, yeah. Wow. So you're making me think of connect things right now. <laughs> it made me it remind, why did I, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm like reminded of me when I was at the park breakdancing or riding the bike or skateboarding mm -hmm. and how, um, somebody, it would have been cool, like, to be in the movie or to do that or whatever. And then this kid would say, hey, you want to be in the, like, right. you know what I mean? And, like, it, it, and he didn't get in Hollywood. It wasn't even right. about that. It was, like, about the mentorship and the friendship. You and, provided the experience for that. Yeah. And, and it's crazy. It, you, your story is very relatable, especially to, like, uh, like Latino kids in, 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 in Los Angeles, especially because, you know, you, you being so big on breakdancing, I mean, that was my life from age, what, 12 to 16 and, you know, uh, after, that's about the same age yeah. for me, yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, to the point where you established dance crews, like that's how in in depth you you really wanted to be involved in it, and and, and you know the greed, the the graffiti portion came with that too. And I I I, I did want to be in in the entertainment industry, like growing up, because I mean, I'm I'm from here, and and I saw it. And my mom's a cosmetologist, so like she was always talking to people like about getting done up, and then you know going to awards, and you know from time to time meet meet a few people, but um, uh, it. I, I actually got to have a like an interview like a I guess a cat there was a casting call and they were looking for Asian kids and I, I'll never forget it where it was right here on Doheny 
and I received a, a like a, a sponsorship or a scholarship mm-hmm. to to essentially just go through some of these classes. And then after talking about it with my mom, she goes, "I'll be honest with you, I don't trust a lot of people in Hollywood. I'm an illegal immigrant, and I'm really afraid that they're going to separate me away from you, mm-hmm. and I can't protect you, and I can't be there for you, and I don't speak the language." And I think like her own fear just projected onto me to the point where maybe this isn't for me. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was like 16, you know, and I was I was I really I was really devoted to it. I mean. Um, if you ask anyone in my family, I, I took I took drama for four years in high school because I loved my teacher like knew I loved to write. And, um, you know, I, I just took to it. And then uh, again, you know, uh, seeing you on on social media and seeing how active you were with, with with, you know, your followers and stuff like that, like it was an inspiration to me. I had just moved to Las Vegas uh, that year. And then I watched Islos. And I could not stop crying because that was home to me, e- even though it it was a story of, of, of a person's own inner struggle and things like that. That was me. Like I, I, I saw the other day, like I watched it again, how uh, your kid was was standing next to Big Indio in, in, in mm-hmm. that scene. That I was that little boy mm-hmm. who essentially was pulled out of the house just to not witness, you know, the violence that was going in there being from northeast Los Angeles. And, you know, and I never forget missing home watching that and remembering what home was about and it's like nah you're about to have a kid this is the time you make a home you know right. and, and and i feel like you know your 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 short films are are, are big portrayals of your life because you know, everything that you just explained about like you know your stepdad and the whole mom thing and being angry i saw that in your son in second chance like the yeah. opening scene was like the dad approaching him in that way and i'm like i had a stepdad i know exactly how that feels you know, and, and and they mean well, but they're kind of rough. <laughs> they're yeah. winging it. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, some so, some of them are, and and the way that you're able to portray it, man, like it it just resonates so much with me because I feel like you're you're speaking my language, and I'm pretty sure you're speaking the language of of millions of other kids that feel the same way about you. You know, thank you. And and, and yeah, <laughs> you you don't have to thank me, man. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, your films are crazy, and, and just the the even the tone that they're shot in, it's just. I was that kid sitting at the LA River too with my homeboy that I lost, you know, and, and I, I encourage everyone to, to, to really go out and start, you know, looking for these, you know, for, for these videos specifically, but just, just tell me what it was like working on East Los because the cast that you got too, man, that's in Cesar Garcia and, you know. I was a lot of their manager for 10 years. Yeah. Really? So I had Suspect Entertainment. I remember, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I was a manager for, for, as I broke in and I started getting work. Uh, I was like the go-to guy, you know, I was hustling and then, um, then they're like, then I ended up starting a company. Um, Noel G was part of it. Yeah. Trigger, Little Rob, all of us, Luz Mancada. And it was, um, we were just like a bunch of homies. Like we, nobody cared where, right. Like we, nobody cared where nobody was from. It was like, you want to make movies? Let's go, you know? But then a lot of problems happened, but, um, it's crazy because every, you know, like Danny Trejo has this great uh, quote. He says, everything good that happened to him came from result of helping somebody else. And it's mm. a really beautiful quote. And it's the same for me. And it's also like everything um, bad that happened to me in my personal life and in my movie life all prepared me to be a better artist and a better writer. And, right. And we were having... We were doing location scouting earlier with my producers, and we were talking about the like to be in Hollywood, you really have to be, you know, you have to have been a you have to be have been a survivor right of life because if you didn't survive, so surviving the neighborhood was like okay, what's Hollywood gonna do to me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'd exactly, been shot, stabbed, you know, head right. busted, hand busted. I mean, just 
right. you know, hit in the face with a bat multiple times. Exactly. My teeth were chipped out. You know, yeah. Like just stuff like you would like look back like, dang, I can't believe this thing's happened to me. Like, what's Hollywood going to do? Really nothing. And then another mentor friend named Bobby Moresco, he, he's a co-writer of the movie Crash. And he won an mm-hmm. Oscar for that. He told us, while well, we were doing a co-mentorship, and he told us uh, every, anybody could be an a, a actor, writer, producer, artist, director. They, he goes, um, they, could, they, just, they can't stop us from being uh, artists. They can only stop us from getting paid. Yeah. I, I kind of messed up that quote. I don't know if it made sense. But that's pretty much what he said. Um, they only could stop us from getting paid. They can't right. stop us from being an artist. So I stuck with me. I'm like, oh, it's true. You know, so like those shorts, you know, like I didn't get paid. Nobody got paid. Like the actors are my friends. As I went from managing the actors into consulting, I worked on Training Day and all these other movies. And then I got into filmmaking and I was like, I need to write. I need to go to write because I was getting approached by studios that they wanted to do uh, my life as a TV series. Really? Right. And, and, and I was, um, I was like, Oh, cool. Oh, babe, we made it. You know, they called <laughs> us, Hollywood called and it's on and it's cracking, you know, it was like the whole suspect story. They, yeah. But it was like reality shows. And then it was like, um, a, a scripted series. And then I had this show shopping around. Um, it was a cop show and, um, you know, they were like, I had, I, I was like, all this, I was like, uh, just about every network, people were, it was yeah. crazy, dude, I went around and I didn't know what I was doing, dude, you know right. what I mean, I was like, still rocking the, the still rocking the higher the socks, oh, down the boot, exactly. walking up to Sony Studio, all G'd up, you know, G'd up with, with, like, with the bald, yeah, they're like, oh man, and I wanted the big million dollar development deals, like, but I really didn't know what I was doing back right. then, you know, but I was like, so as they got into to, to storytelling, and those deals didn't pan out because what they wanted my story and they wanted to pay me then to go away and I didn't want to do that. I'm like, nah, I come with this. I come with it. And I'm like, I'm not hurting for money. You know, I'm good. Let's go. I'm gonna go learn how to do this. Right. Is what it came down to. I'm gonna go learn how to write and learn how to direct and learn how to really do this because I had all the connections, but I didn't really have a script in my hand that I wrote. I wrote like some bad ones that I thought were good, but they were not good. Gotcha. Like I really. St- uh, started disciplining myself to learn the craft of screenwriting so i started taking classes so now i'm not longer a manager i started working at, at tribeca teaches la we did a pilot program and and southern california crossroads so i'm doing mentoring doing mentorships um and i went through going through gang intervention trainings getting certified i did all that and then i and then i'm going to school for um at UCLA extensions for screenwriting, right. for, for production, for television, right? For everything. I'm like, I need a, and really what it was is I lacked discipline. Because you could learn yeah. all that stuff on the internet. Yeah. But I lacked discipline. So I needed to pay the $600 to go drive all the way to it UCLA in the, right. in the night, pay the stupid parking, and sit there in class with my snacks in the background <laughs> and like really kind of, oh, okay, cool. I'm getting an understanding of it. And then I get an A plus at 35. I'm like, wow, right? Right. I was like, I was amazed, you know, uh, and so I was like, and so my teacher at UCLA, she's still my script consultant to this day. Really? Yeah. Lawrence, shout out to Lawrence. Shout out to <laughs> so she, yeah. So she's still like to this day. So she really, she's like, Hey, you really like can do this, you know? Yeah. So I was just really working on the craft. And then it was like, I had worked on all these other movies with directors and all that. And, you know, I studied the, I still love DVDs. I still love the, the, DV, the, 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 the director's commentary. Yeah. All that stuff. I do so, too, actually. Yeah, I really love that stuff. All the behind the scenes and hearing all these things. So I really kind of cherry picked all these different things that I've heard directors say. And then, I, and then it's like, okay, I want to be a filmmaker. 
I want to, I gotta, I gotta really, like if you want, basically it's about setting yourself up a leverage. Right. Right. So the leverage is, I, you, yeah, I got this story everybody likes. Cool. But I, I'm going to write it. Right. I'm going to take control of my story is what it was. And then, so I had stories, but I still didn't know structure. I still didn't know uh, all right. the format. So I want to learn the format. I want to learn the structure. And I, and I workshop the scripts over and over and over. And then we worked, then we, then my, as I'm working at the school, I had a, a my co-teaching artist, he was a DP and he's still my DP to this day. I'm like, Hey, I want to do this. I always had this little idea of doing this short about this thing that really hurt me in my life, which was that friend that died, Gerardo Rivas. And he liked the idea and we shot the short. Yeah. So for a year and a half, dude, we're trying to put the short at film festivals, rejection, rejection, a year and a half, like just everybody rejected. And my friend, people that did that were like, Usually you do like four film festivals and if you get rejected, you're most, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to just try everybody. <laughs> Somebody's got to accept it. Like right. I put everything into this, you know, and, um, and nobody, you know, nobody did. I mean, I wrote the feature to the short in seven days and I took a writing class, but this time now i like, now I got discipline. You got structure. I got structure. Yeah. Like I'm, and I'm like doctoring back to the feature, dude. I'm like unshaven. <laughs> Just showed in up my room. Up. Well, like what I did, I told my wife and my son, like, look, I'm, I, you know, I have the, I had the ten pages of the script and the outline, and it was based off the short. So the short is one, uh, uh, one day took place in one day. The movie is going to take place in five days. So I got all my pain. All here's what it is, and I tell people this even when I'm directing it. it it's, it was all about opening up wounds, mm. right? That's, that's what the whole mm. art is to me. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Opening up all these old wounds and then pulling them out and then putting it out there, right? Yeah. And, and like I'm talking, like, man, I'm writing my mom's dialogue. Like my mom's dead. You like that struggle? I struggle with wow. depression for that. My stepdad, my friend, I'm, I'm writing all this painful stuff, but I put it in like a week, right, for the script. So now I'm putting the script out there. He's hitting screenwriting contests, screenwriting labs, putting the short, rejecting, rejection. The short film just got rejected from everybody. Really. And I was like, I don't care. You know, at the end of the day, I love it. I'm not changing. I wouldn't change anything. That's all that matters. And my, my old mentor in the beginning, Tony Warren, shout out. He's the one that used to pay our suspect um, office for the uh, <laughs> a long, uh, way back when we were first starting. Uh, he's really, really good guy. He told me early on, he said, when, when you get the people behind you, then you got the power. Like, mm. you don't really need Hollywood. You need the people. That's true. So, so I started, like, remembering the things that he told me. And then... Um, so I do these film uh, screenwriting contests, final draft, and I started getting like second place. I'm like, oh, okay, and then get some good notes. Right. And I was spending like hundreds and almost thousands of dollars at this point with the charts and the script contests wow. and the notes, you know, and then the script, I'm getting good notes. And, like, and they're like really, really um, positive. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. And then, you know, managers were, you know, this, the whole deal. Right. Oh, it, uh, uh, the people that responded, even, I'm glad they even responded because some people don't even, didn't even respond. <laughs> so, like, one, like, oh, it wasn't for me, but, you know, thank they you. Appreciate so I was it. like, hey, that's yeah. cool. At least they responded, you know. And then, um, so, like, again, the, you know, I'm doing their thing. Doing, like, I'm like, man, I'm not getting nothing. You know, I'm like, she's. So then, like, I'm not on social media. I'm one of those old school dude. I'm 47, dude. I'm right. like. I'm 90s <laughs> private. I ain't trying to be on social media. You know, I had already, and before that, 10 years before I got on Instagram, I had a little, um, like, I guess you could say my 15 minutes of fame of with Suspect. I was on ABC, right. on CNN. All the, you saw the videos, right? Yeah, I saw it. And then and, and LA Times, Entertainment Weekly. And it was so overwhelming back then. And I was like, I don't think I want that. 
like I'm at dinner with my wife and somebody comes up to me. Oh, wow. And it's like a homie like, hey, you Manny? And I'm like, oh, uh, man, you know what I mean? Because the homies don't. And I'm like, but he called me Manny. That's my movie name. Right. So then I was like, oh, yeah, what's up, man? He's like, hey, we get a picture, dog. Hook me up. It's always like, hook me up in the movies, you know. So, but I just didn't really, I'm not comfortable with right. that. I'm real private. So, um, so the short got all this rejection. I still didn't get on you know, social media, but the so I but I said like, okay, let me research. I knew of you too. Let me kind of really, you know, figure out how I want my page to look. Right. And my son and everybody in my deep like you got to just get on social media, dude. <laughs> you know, like you right. just have to. So we put the shirt on there. Little Robin Caesar and everybody posted, and it was getting close to a million in three months. And my son was like, his eyes were like, Dad, you can hit a million. I'm like. I was like, well, what's a big deal? You <laughs> like, know? Does that mean I was anything? Like, I know. Am I going to get a check? You know what I mean? Am I going to get a movie deal? Like, I want to be in the theater. Right. I just didn't see the big deal in it. Now I do. Right. Now I do. I just, and I wasn't being cocky. I just was like, man, I got rejected from everybody. Then I started seeing short films that had all their um, uh, selected on this trip, uh, film festival selected. You know, they had all their, their um, accolades. Yeah. And then they didn't, they didn't, um, but they didn't have no, um, on Inst- on YouTube, right? Oh, they hardly had any views. And really? I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." So they got like the the visible feathers right. in the cap, and and then I got the people, and the people loved it, and they started thinking of all my mentors. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I got to focus on the people." So when I was working with Steve Nicolaitis, the producer boys in the hood for East Los, because we right. shot East Los first, and um and he told me, and I said, "Look, it, man," and John Singleton was alive at the time. I said, "Look, it for me, like." I would get advice like, well, you, people from Kansas got to understand it. I'm like, to me, like the Chicano people got to know this stuff and feel it. If they yeah. ain't feeling it, I don't care what everybody else feels. Right. Like, I'm doing it for them. Right. So I asked Steve, I said, hey, am I thinking wrong? He said, absolutely not. He's a John Singleton made Boys in the Hood for South Central. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, they, and everybody else like jumped on board or adapted. I forgot how he worded, but I was like, that's all I need to hear. Because it's true, yeah. And that's all I've been focused on. I'm like, it has to be real and true. And I got to open up those wounds. So I'm like, if I'm not crying when I'm writing or laughing hard or something, then wow. I'm not digging deep enough. And I will re-grief all over again for two weeks. And I'll be in the restroom crying all the time. My wife already knows the process at this wow. point. And it gets that. So like on the short film, on say, doing peanuts what, running up to the mom. I remember yeah. that. I was on set, like, bawling. That, that exactly happened to me yeah. with my mom. And my mom told me, it's not in the script, but my mom told me, don't go to that house I have a feeling, I have a bad feeling. My mom told me that. Yeah. I lived with, I lived with that guilt for, for, you know, 30 years, you know? Wow, man. And I just was like, um, but I feel like they're not going to let him die in vain, my friend Jerry. I'm going to serve. I'm going to help anybody. Like, I give people, random people, my phone number on Instagram and I'll mentorship. You have. I, I, you I'll, do that to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, there's some guy that came, tell somebody that comes at me says, oh, I'm a real, I'm a real G. I don't need acting classes. And Whatever. then I'll like, all right, good luck. But if somebody, you know, if yeah. you follow the appointment, let's do it, man. I'll do it. Because that's important. Yeah. That's important. That, that is equally important as as pushing my career, pushing this. Because I didn't even see it as a career. I push it like, I'm here to do this mission, then I'm going to die. <laughs> that's just, that's simple. Right. I'm going to die, and I got to put this, you know, this, this films are to touch lives. Right. And, and, and once I started changing my thinking, it's not about me being a director and having this, being a Hollywood reporter, forget all that. It's about really creating this message of hope and behind the scenes and in front of the camera. Yeah. Like the story could touch lives 
in one direction, but it's like all the we're giving a bunch of ex-felons jobs too. Yeah, you know what I mean. And hopefully teaching people like, hey, you got to write your own pain and all. So a lot of things, a lot of it's all like good things happening, you know. And um, but um, but yeah, once I really started learning screenwriting and focusing. Oh, so then back to real quick when I'm writing the script, you know. So my wife and son had to put a piece of paper with a note to get a hold of me this whole seven days. That's all. Nobody could text me. Nobody could email. Like they had to just put a little piece of paper. Wow. Because I go, I'm on a mission to write right. this script in seven days. Because I had it all in my head and I was already like, I got, I got to do this. Right. And I, I did it seven days. I wrote a 90 page script. Wow. And all I had was 10 pages and a, and a, a very scale. Like I knew the, uh, the bare bones of what I, you know, had like random notes. And I did it. And I was like, man, I was so proud of myself. Then when I wrote a pilot, I wrote a pilot in three days next. Man. And again, just to get it the first draft out. I still had to work on it and rewrite and, and, and make it tighter. But, you know, that's really um, all by yourself. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I had my teacher right. look over. I pay her to look it over and give me. And then I cherry pick some notes, some notes I didn't like that she gave me. You right. know, but I'll have my, my team read it and give me notes. It, it, it's, it's, it's a very big insight because, I mean, someone that that's that's from, I guess, this generation and so much content is created for kids day in and day out. Like. You know, you, you, you hear it like, oh, the, the YouTube content experience of that, that the content creator, that that's the route to go in nowadays. How, how would you, how would you speak to someone that's trying to do what you do on, I guess, the modern day level through YouTube? I, I think what every a lot of people well, okay, people that hit me up are always telling me they're like they're shooters. Oh, I shoot, I shoot, I shoot. And it really if you think of everything and this is a epiphany that I had, right? you have to write a script. You have to learn storytelling. You have to write it. Script. If you don't write a script, you're at the mercy of some writer or somebody else. Like, you, you know, it's going to give you more leverage, so you have to write a script. So now the short's got 3 million views, and I got people calling me. This whole year has been the busiest year I've ever had in my life. Really? And it's 2020. The Shout craziest. out to 2020. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sucks, all these things that are happening, right. but it's been the busiest year, and I'm getting called now once that I have to call and hustle for work. Wow. And I'm not saying that to brag, because I struggle for 21 years that's a big deal <laughs> you know, like just chasing 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 right. but when i what i want to make sure i say but when i change my thinking when i change mm. me being of what instead of sit, looking at someone saying how can that person help me i changed it like how can i be of service to people wow whether they're the big executive the director or the pas anybody how can i be of service as soon as i changed that and was sincere and then things started changing. And then as soon as I worked on focusing on the craft, then, then people will come to you versus here, look at my script. And uh, you know what I mean? Right. And then, and then, um, when I, and I say this all the time to people and, and back to your question, it's like, like, it's a thing in the streets. People that are streets are going to know what I'm talking about. If the dope is good, it sells itself. Exactly. I hate to say it like that, that's but it's, perfect the, way to say it. it's the way to say it. So if your craft is good, it's going to sell itself. But focus on being the best craftsman, the, 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 but starts with the script. So to me, everybody, like even if you're doing a minute and a half, you know, but just shooting, shooting, shooting. And if you're just doing, you know, I see a lot of videos, they look all the same. Yeah. Like people send me a video, I'm not going to look at it. I'm not, in the, I'm not a music guy. Like I'm, I really can't do nothing for nobody. Even but music artists like make make mini movies even in your music videos. I saw what you know you what and I Esteban mean? did with with uh, I forget his name uh, Baldacci. Uh, Baldacci, yes, yeah, I, I produced that. that. Yeah. yeah, so so that and um, but it looks like a movie. You it's, know what I mean? And, it and was it's, very it, it, They were a little they were a little raw. Those guys, they're still they 
still caught up with all that the, they still represent. But man, and even when I met them, I say that to say like when I met them, I was kind of like, man, how are these guys gonna be? And they're the nicer. They were actually nicer and more professional <laughs> than some of the dudes in Hollywood. I believe that. You know what I mean? And I they were like, that. I was like, hey guys, you gotta smoke over there. Oh, <laughs> you know, or oh, stop sorry. coughing because the sound. You know, they're like. They're like, man, anytime you want to come in here, homie, you, you got the... That's what's you know? up, man. So I was like, oh, right, these guys were cool like that, you know? But at first I thought they were going to be... Because you see them on Instagram, right. they look mean. I thought they were going to come and be... I, I'm like, not going to... like. What are you I, doing in my hood, <laughs> homie? Who are you? And all that stuff. They were like hella cool and professional. But it's, it, it is just being respectful. Yeah. Treating them like... Like I said, like I treat Esteban's assistant how I treat Esteban. Right. You know what I mean? Like that just... that. As soon as I change my thinking, as soon as I change my focus... My focus is on my craft. I focus, I focus, well, I, I, let me even go, take a step back. I had a focus on a, being a better husband, better man, better father, yeah, man, better yeah. human being outside of Hollywood. So the more I focus on being a better husband, meaning like listen to my family, it's a collaborative thing, right? It's not like me telling the, my wife and son what to do or my daughter what right. to do. It's like, okay, let's do this together. That made me a better director. Yeah. I, I uh, you know, you have a, a a Bible verse that actually starts out at the beginning of Second Chance, right? Uh, I w- when I was a child, I used to do childish things. When I became a man, it was my uh, I decided to put childish things away. Yes, uh, I, I I know I'm I'm probably saying that wrong, but no, 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 you said it better than I could. I'm, my <laughs> I, brain's like, <laughs> and it's funny because again, uh, me growing up in this neighborhood, I was always an observer. You know, I, I hate like you look at me, you, you see a Korean kid most of the time. But, you know, uh, have, having a rest in peace to my cousin Luis, but um, being like the biggest observer to him and how it was every time he came in and out of jail and in and out of prison. And it was so it's so crazy because like I didn't watch Chuko until like a few nights ago. I didn't even know you even had that video, uh, that, that short film. And I watched it and I just remember watching a party that had that he had taken me to unfold in the exact same way. And I'm like, this is so this is common. This happens. To, to literally, it could happen to literally anyone, mm-hmm. you know? And, and again, th- these are experiences you had like 30 years ago, you know? Yeah. And, and they, 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 you bleed still from these things. Absolutely. You know, I, I've, I've heard a lot of people like method acting from, from what it sounds like. You, you method, right? Method direct and method right. I do yeah. that. Even when we're doing the thing, I'm like, everybody, I'm calling you by your character. At, like at, we're, we're doing a documentary about the real people. That's my approach. Yeah. And, and, and uh, rest in peace to, to, to Chadwick Boseman. I, we, we lost a, you know, oh, yeah, a, a sure. great one today. You we're going gonna, to gonna watch uh, Black Panther. Oh, today. yeah. Wakanda Surround forever. sound real loud. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, man, that's, that's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. But, um, but the impact of cinema, right? It's crazy. It, I hate to say it, but that movie, I have never related with, uh, with a villain more. Yeah. It, it like hearing like the things that he would say and how he felt towards things like when, right. when, like yeah, I'll never forget it, the fight scene it's like you know you, the world took everything away from me mm-hmm. and now it's you know time for me to rebuild it and it's going to be in flames I as as a boy who was angry from the ghetto you know from the hood and grew up with uh, with the less than I guess you would call respectable influences I see you coming out of that you know and 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 I, I get that I was, again, never a part of it. I was just an observer. And now I'm an observer of your movies. So your pain and struggles were the witnesses of my family's pain and struggles that I was a witness of. And now I'm watching it again. But you're detailing it correct, correctly. And um, I, I always wanted to ask you this because I was actually there that day. Did, did you ever film a, a little scrappy music video with Lil John in, in I would, Lincoln Heights? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. So I probably met you yeah, that day probably, I, I, on yeah. East Lake Boulevard in Lincoln Heights. I, 
I, I, re- I remember back looking back on it because they posted it a few, I don't know when, but I don't, re- we did so many music videos. I know Caesar was there for yeah, sure. Caesar was there. Yeah. They, they, didn't they recreate like a training day scene? It was, yeah. it, they were recreating the so training day scene. At those, da- at those days, I'm like doing all kinds of stuff on yeah. set. So they have more of a vivid memory of being on set because right. they're like, they're cast and I'm there like providing this and that, putting out fires. So my memory is kind of like a hit and run type of <laughs> I, thing. I, I bet. And then watching it after like, oh yeah, we did that. <laughs> like, cause, cause I remember my cousin lived three houses down from there. Mm. And I remember uh, him calling me and just me taking the 81 uh, bus from Highland Park all the way down to, to I guess, almost what, uh, uh, El Sereno, but right there in Lincoln Heights. And I remember, like, waving at the, like, and, and just like you, like, I, I want to be a part of that. How do I be a part of that? And I guess it, it, it just, it took me until I was 30 to, you know, decide what my platform was going to be. I, I know not a lot of people aren't, are, are not very comfortable speaking in front of a camera, but if I can get you in front of this microphone and you talk to me ab- about your life, the inspiration that that could lead to, to, to so many kids, you know, and, and you're still doing it. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, I'm not stopping, man. Like, I, 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 you know, I talked, I was with some writer friends, a writer friend the other day, and he talked about he, he, he's let a rejection really, really, like, mess him up. And I was like, like, you really have to kill that. Like that little voice of doubt. Yeah. Every single human being gets it. Yeah. You have to kill it once and for all. And it's like you gotta get them and you gotta establish shit out of them. You know, I'm like just, <laughs> like, like you have to. You mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, you know, you just can't self doubt, right? Yeah, you have to. Like, I have. It's not a matter of, oh, can it? To me, it's it's like how, how am I gonna do this? Right. That's it. That's it. How am I gonna get this done? Right. So we're in the process of making the feature film of Second Chance, but it has a new title now. I'll be announcing it soon. Uh, I'll be waiting so, for it, brother. I, I could say it here. When does this come out? Uh, we had you about September. According oh, okay. to my... Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say it, and then I'll, I'll, I'll ask you to edit it, if yeah. anything, before. Because we might do the um, Indiegogo thing. So the new title is called Where Are You From? The Most Dangerous Question in the World. Wow. Yeah. That, because, again, yeah. being bald-headed, walking down the street, you you hear that from across the street from someone you've never met, and you're like, hey, fool, where are you from? Yeah, it's and that's, just, that's the, and it's the deadliest question in the world. <laughs> and, and I'll let you read the script. I'll say, I, I you know what, I, I, I should have let you read the script beforehand, because I don't like selling my script. I like selling the message. Right. But it would have been cool, but I, I, I'll, I'll let you read it. And, 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 and I'll give be you a little, little review before the... <laughs> I'll be completely honest. I've always wanted to look at a script because I always wanted to write oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for you sure. You know, and, and and your movie, like, again. You can read it, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I won't. Um, if uh, you don't uh, like it, tell me. I, I really like uh, Chuko, right? Because it's funny that you bring up HBO. I felt like that was like a short film on HBO because of the the, the, the soundtrack that you guys had to it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't direct that. I co-wrote it and produced right. it for my friend Stephen Stickler, Rest in Peace. He was a real artist. You could tell, you can tell. Cause like, even it gives you like that old Charlie Chaplin feel like to it. And like, he didn't even have a script. He, he, he wanted to meet me and pitch me and he played the song and he starts telling me, I'm going to do it like this. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I'm not really sure what you're thinking. sounds cool. And you're a cool guy. Let's just do it. (laughs) So, so like you, you going through all that and, and essentially establishing yourself in in Hollywood and, and knowing what it takes, how do you deal with, with it as a father like you said your kid's been involved in this since you know he was uh really seven. since he was seven I, i'm sorry to say you wake me up at 6 a.m as a seven-year-old you're not getting a very good response from me like or you know my performance or anything it, it was like 
Well, it's like putting your kid into like little league or whatever, right? Mm. So I wasn't ever into sports, but I did try to put him into some football stuff. And then there were some rowdy parents that were like cussing out the coach or cussing out the thing. And I'm like, it made me really uneasy. Like I'm going to get in a fight. So I was like, hey, we we can't like do this again. So let's try basketball. That was for football. And my cousin was like, come on, come on. I'm like, dude, I'm going to end up getting in a fight. I'm trying to do good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I had anyone that no anger management or none of that stuff. Right. I have now. I, I went to I went to parent. Look, like, this is how they kind of help work that I did and still doing. Parent, three different parenting classes, family counseling, marriage counseling, church, therapy, anger management. I mean, everything. Everything. And I'm still going. Like, it's never going to stop. To me, I need to do that. You know what I mean? And I still have issues, but their issues are less and less and less. And, and, and with all honesty, you bring that up to any Latino man. And I say Latino with a big oh, L, yeah, right? Yeah. What do they say? That, no? Por qué? Eso no es yeah. para mí. Like, my that's wife not says her me. friends are like, my husband will never do any of that. Like, and you just, just diving yourself, wanting it to, to grow you know, yourself. It, it's, it, it's, it's very refreshing to hear that because, again, you, you don't hear a lot of uh, pro-mental health stuff, especially as Latino men. Para de llorar. Stop crying. Why are you yeah, crying? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and where does that lead us? Prison. And, exactly. Um, or, or people getting um, spots abuse charges and all this stuff. Exactly. You know, when I first took the anger management was last, and I remember going in there, and um, it was like the last thing that I did after all that stuff. And I went in there, and I was really wanted help. Um, and then the, there was people there, some older, some younger, and they're like, my old lady and the cops and this person and my boss there. And I'm like, damn, that was me 20 years ago. <laughs> I was just like, the problem's me. I got the wounds that I need to, you know, I got I have to find new approaches. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that made me a better, um, and I still, and I still, you know, snapped at my wife the other day and oh, I have to, you know, I'm sorry, yeah. babe and all. Like I still, but it's like less and less. And, and like I said, it helped me to be a better uh, artist better friend and I and all my friends around me my, I was like look you guys all have the okay like check me like make sure you check me if you think I'm being rude or I dismiss somebody and I realize it or you think I'm getting cocky or big like everybody has okay to just like pull me aside and like hey you're being a jerk that's that, <laughs> and that's very beautiful to have because I mean I I don't have a lot of friends now that I'm you know a little bit older but I do keep some around and the ones that I do keep around might not be like well like have you know sharp edges and whatnot but i only keep i mostly keep them around because they're the first person to say check yourself that's not you that's never been you do you're letting it get to your head now stop because you yeah. know what's going to happen to you yeah, when you that happens have those people, yeah. and like for example her it's just i think that's a good idea but maybe you should consider this yeah that's good and and i oh, realized that you you're mike tyson voice <laughs> me and my wife have this me and my wife have this thing she's gonna get mad but i said man you one day you, one minute you sound like Machete, hey, watch the dishes. And then the next thing, like, babe, can you rub my feet? Like, you go from Machete to Tyson. That, that's like, funny. It's crazy. Because she does the same thing, too, uh, whenever we're in the car. This one time we were in the car, and the light turned green, and I, I probably wasn't paying attention. She goes, oh, I, were you pregnant? Or? So she, she goes, go. Go! <laughs> oh, my God. What was that? Get the Snickers. That's what we say. I gotta give you a Snickers. I go and do a commercial or Danny Trail plays. You know the the yeah. Brady Bunch one he does. But but but, um, but I, I and and all my fellas out there, if 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 you have someone that that's rocking with you that hard, pay attention. 
Pay attention. Your your arrogance is is only going to limit you. Yeah, I don't I don't care how talented. Like the here's the talent. Here's what people. Here's what I consider talent. Mm-hmm. All right, likability, kindness, and work ethic. Oh, that's the talent. That because if you got a talent, if you're a talented artist and you don't got those three things, you don't have anything. You're you're done. Yeah, you know what I mean. You might last for a little while or slip through the door. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if that's that's to me, that's a talent. Because if you if you're likable, you're getting close to me. I like exactly. you. oh, I like this person, and you're kind. You're also gonna. Well, I'm gonna want to keep you around because you're kind. And then you work hard, then you're gonna work hard. Exactly. And you're gonna step up. Exactly. If you don't got work ethic, so you could be nice but lazy. <laughs> like exactly. sorry, dude. You're yeah, like I have friends like hey, you man, you were you were hella cool, but. Like, I'm rocking and rolling already, dude. Like, you, you haven't taken acting classes or you haven't did That's beautiful, this. Man. You know, but we're, we're boys. We're good. Yeah. I love you. You like, know what I mean? And, like, and my mom was really big on that. Yeah. She, she would always say, you know, enseñame quién son tus amigos y yo te voy a decir. Spanish is actually bad. But <laughs> oh, my bad. I mean, I remember. No, no. I know a little bit. But, but, but uh, I, I speak it all the time. Oh, you know more than me. Um, uh, show me who your friends are and I'll tell oh. you where you're going. Yeah, yeah. And for her, like, again, growing up in, like, what? What are you, what are you talking about? This... This, this kid eats like but 80 grapes at lunch. I'm not going anywhere, you know, but, but they it, see it. They could see it fast. The parents see it, you know, and really, you know, another thing for, for artists that are breaking in, uh, uh, look at right now, like nobody needs Hollywood. No. At all. Walk down the street. Walk, they're like, promoting themselves. Yeah. Their Hollywood's hurting them, especially with the COVID. So anybody that's trying to like, don't think about oh, I'm breaking in. I want to break in Hollywood. I want to like, nah, man, like just focus on. One is sh- learn when to shut off all the noise so you could tap into to your intuition and to your pain mm. and then be, be an artist. Right? That's write, hard right there. Like, write, and then you'll know. When the, like, when, to me, when, the way I do casting, it's like someone walks in and they do it. If they don't make me feel anything emotional, then they're not going to get the part. You could have the right look, and if you have to make me feel something in the room, because that means you're going to make the audience feel it. Mm. You know what I mean? And then, like, for the movie, like, how do I want the audience to feel when they're the, the, the last frame is on and then they're going to get up and walk away like so i remember going to see saving private ryan and the people before came out every single person was teared up right and i was like oh man i'm about to go for a ride you know what right I mean? right and i just like so like that's the thing it's like it so when people that read my script the feature film version of the second chance they're like bro like you He's like, you might, and I'm just like, oh, cool. I'm like, yeah. man, thank you, man. Like, I know I put in some, all I could say, I didn't say it's all, I'm a great writer. I, could, I feel confident now to say I'm a writer, <laughs> right? Because wow. I didn't even feel confident to say I'm really? a writer. Really? I could say I'm a writer now. I could drop a script and say I'm a writer. Wow. I man. love it. It moves me, but it might not move everybody. But so far, I'm getting good feedback. But again, I, don't, I, I feel passionate about the message of the script. I'll sell that. But I don't want to be like going around like, hey, look at my script. You know, like, oh. like if, if you like it, cool. I think you'll like it because what the right. way you're saying you grew up and all that. But um, but I really put like, man, like tears on the page, you know, so people hear from other people, though. They're just like, hey, like you really, really got something here. Right. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, like, well, you know, I'm like, hey, man, I'm bad at the administration stuff. <laughs> like, I know how to write and direct and I have its vision. Like, right. let's get it made, you know. So, so I have, you know, someone help me with the, the uh, whether I do a, a Indiegogo, yeah, Indiegogo, or if, right. if I had somebody already. It's crazy, like, things start just happening. Yeah. Like, I, like I, the train's moving, 
Like, you know the movie Gook? You've heard of it on Netflix? Love it, yeah. Okay, so I went to a panel for them. It's funny uh, that you Justin, bring that up, too. Yeah. So Caesar worked with yeah. uh, Justin Chon. Justin Chon, yeah. So, I, uh, so I, did a, I went to, like, a panel of Film Independent, and they were going to be there, and I had seen the movie. Well, Caesar told me to watch it because he's right. in it, and I seen it. I'm like, dude, those guys got down. Right. Because I felt something. Yeah. So when I, I was um, part of Film Independent, and then they went and um, had a panel, and those guys were going to be there, the, the director and the producer. So I went, I'm like, man, I want to hear what these dudes had to say. And what they said, they, man, they, they, came, they, were, they were like, like how Tarantino gave me like that last thing yeah. to, to go into Hollywood. They were kind of giving me the last little um, thing, little kick in the butt I needed to really go make this independent. That's crazy, man. Right? And he said, um, you know, we were just trying to, like, basically, if you're going around just with the script trying to get money, you're like, nobody, everybody's doing that. Right. He's like, but we just, we didn't even have all the money. We just took a leap of faith and we just started shooting yeah. And next thing you know, some like, oh man, they're they're filming the movie. Who, the, the more people want to jump on. Basically, the train left the station, and everybody wanted was to wanted to be part of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. He's like, yeah, we didn't make any money personally. It got it, but it got their career going. And yeah. you know, homeboys, these like well, on his third movie, I believe. Yeah, I think so. so I was like, and they were like super cool down to earth. I didn't get all like I'm Hollywood and yeah. they were like. I was like, man, that's dope. Like, okay. So I told my DP, I'm like, hey, these dudes said this and this and this. And, and Caesar's like, yeah, I got homeboy's number. Like, if you want to, like, what? I think I, he said what he said. And I'm, yeah. I'd rather run into him on my lane, man. When you told me that thing, I, I, I ran, it helped me, helped me push me, you know? That's crazy. So it pushed me to really, really do this thing. But um, it really, for, for the other people, like, really be a storyteller. You know, learn to write a script. Uh, I had some guy reach out to me from New York. He films lo- a lot of lowrider stuff. And I and he said, you got to learn story, though. You could shoot all you want. I'm like, you have to have a script. And um, that's the thing where people fall short on. So if you write a script and you could do a little web series, even if it's two people talking in a room, you know, and um, I think that's the way to go, man. And you're going to get someone's attention, you know. Also, so for me, after the, the short got a million views. Yeah. You know, then they're like, you got to get on social media. So then I was like, all right. And I just, like, before YouTube, I really studied how this works. Before Instagram, I really studied and I looked at everybody's YouTube, right. or everybody's Instagram, um, and just seeing how, how it works. And I didn't want to be the guy, like, again, I don't know if you guys do that. I, I just didn't want to be with me and my wife. And, you know, no. I wanted to just push the art. Right. You know what I mean? Because I was private. Uh, and then... So was, and then um and then I was like ah there's some people I just don't want to deal with and yeah. then they started hitting me up but then I just knew how to like at first really I wasn't answering no DMs my son's like you have to my son was helping me with this whole thing it's crazy you know and then I started learning and I was like oh okay I see how tagging and hash tag somebody your hashtag and I was like <laughs> I was like oh all right right you know but it's like it was overwhelming in the beginning but I was like I gotta learn how to do this I learned all this other stuff so I could do it yeah. so now i feel like i got a pretty good groove you know i asked me how's my instagram because now you want to make sure i'm not doing anything yeah you know I, I, I feel okay now i feel pretty confident now. yeah no i i think you're great too and, and it's like just just going back to the stories like i i dm'd you and yeah, yeah. i got you on my podcast a year later yeah like if, if if you reach out to 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 the people that you admire and the things that you like like you know, you're you're a real artist. You'll you'll get back to me. And not just that, but oh, thank we, you. we've had conversations about your kid. We've had conversations yeah. about my kid, and just just how everything was for you. And and not just that, but like when when we started this, you know, she was really big on the you have to take this serious. You have to know the people that you're talking about. Like she knew at the end of that, she knew more about you than I did. Oh, you you know, like the whole Toys R Us. I knew you worked at Toys R Us. Like I knew you worked at Toys R Us. Oh yeah, yeah. Like and it was the craziest thing because she was like. 
you know, what about, what do you think about asking him this, asking him this? And, and, and what about this topic? And I'm like, well, I mean, if it jumps into the conversation, yeah, then you can ask me anything, you, you know, yeah. uh, we, we, we didn't write anything that we just wanted to, you know, have good conversations with, with, with real people. And I feel like your style cinematography is, is, you know, I would call damn near the future. You know, I, I think a lot of people can, can live and, 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 uh, uh, you know, really just learn from how you do things, you know? You know what? I, and I'm and I'm really not like a tech guy. That's my DP. This is. I heard Tarantino say this. I heard a lot of people say, but like you really just got to get the best people that know their thing. So it really like if they're on board with you, you your vision, like I say, like oh, I love. So I named all the movies I love. Like I want this to be like the emotional pain of Goodwill Hunting. I get yeah. Right. Okay. So I want it. To, it should feel like American History X with some um, outsiders, with the Bronx tail, and have some cinematic uh, look of uh, Moonlight. You know what I'm sorry? Mi- Those mi- are like how I talk. Yeah, mi- Miramax <laughs> would have loved you. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, so that's how I'm talking to my team. And we do a lookbook and all that. And then my friend uh, Rick Roman, he, uh, Rick Roman Wall, he, uh, he directed uh, um, uh, Shot Callers. That's on Netflix. Yeah. So we, yo, we loved, loved yeah. and we he did a movie called movie. Fallon before that. You should watch Fallon. I'll watch that Fallon. great too. Um, tax collector. I thought was, yeah. And David Ayers. Yeah. With friends too. Yeah. He's, uh, he's done um, some good work, but Rick tells me, um, he goes, you don't need the look, but you got the short and you got the script, man. Yeah. Like you're the pitch. So I have yeah. people tell me you're the pitch, you're the pitch. And I'm like, I feel like, well, what is it? you know, I was like a time. I, what does that mean? I'm the, and it's like, it's like, the, and now I understand. It's like, you know, when I meet people, that whole thing, I'm talking about be authentic, be real, be like likable, be um, be genuine. You know, don't be going in there all fake and ah. like, hi, I'm an artist. You know, <laughs> like just like this is like, dude, like I'm, I'm, you know, I, they, you know, the streets to the set. Shout out to them. I don't know if you follow streets them. The set, so streets to the set. when you, I'll send you their Instagram. Shout out to Bernice. So they're 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 doing what suspect kind of did right gotcha and and so we we met up and i met them and i'm like oh i, I like i go hey you're i told her when i first met i go hey you're you're a filmmaker you yeah. know you, you you know like and I, she's like really yo i don't want to i'm like nah trust me so they asked me to speak one time we're real cool we're all friends now and i went and i spoke and she, she did this introduction to me i was like i said look and i'm just still like you guys trying to figure this whole thing out. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, yeah, I got like 22 years in this, whatever I go. So I, I say that to you too. I'm, I'm still trying to figure this yeah. out, you know, because um, there's a way you, you can look like, um, like I'm like, I, I don't feel like, I'm, I don't know, man. I don't feel like any, I'm anything more special than the next person. That's I just feel like, you know, I, I got, I got to do this mission. I got to do this job. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a humanity. It's a human thing that I gotta, like, uh, I'm here to serve, you know, I'm really, a, so I, like, yeah. you know, I feel very confident that I could go pitch at any network at any time. That's just from experience. I feel good at that. And that's not being arrogant. It's just, I feel confident. I know my stories. I know my vision. I know my place. I, I know, I know who I am now. You know what I mean? I, I've learned a lot of things. I'm a man now. Yeah, I came in as a little boy. Yeah, no. Now I'm a I'm a man now, so I you know I have goals and but the goals are different now. The goals are to touch lives. Yeah, and and I I really do feel like you're doing that, man. Especially with again, just just how all your stuff lays out. And you know, now that I'm sitting in front of you, it's like this this was the guy that that that's behind it all. You know, like all the again, I've 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 pulled like my entire family. Like look 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 look. This is this this is the guy. This is the guy. 
you know, and wa- and watch this. And my mom was like, like, yeah, we st- I watch that every Friday night when we used to live in Highland Park. Like, no, <laughs> but like, no, no, but but he, he details it so well, you know, and 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 I, that's a thing that I that I that I try to do is um, it's like. Okay, so like right now we're trying to do the film independently, and I'm like, hey, well, what if, you know, the friend's like, I got a connection at this network. I'm like, like, oh, that's fine. But the movie, I have to protect the culture. I have to, you know, yes. and it's like, so I met Vince Gilligan before, mm-hmm. Breaking Bad creator. Yeah. I met him at a season two uh, rap party, or uh, season two, not a, rap, a premiere party, whatever. Mm-hmm. And because the Caesar took me, you know, and we went in and I got to meet all. But it was Caesar Garcia. Yeah, was yeah he was breaking, in it. He was in it. But yeah. see, Breaking Bad at, at the season two premiere party, it wasn't the Breaking Bad that it is now, right? Yeah. So when was, I met everybody, it was like, oh, cool, cool. You know, I know the, all the, I met him, but I know him from TV. But so when I ran into Vince Gilligan on the street after Breaking Bad was this huge success, it was like seeing Elvis for me. I'm like, oh, shoot, there's Ben Gilligan. Right. I busted a U-turn, parked the back of Bob's Big Boy, ran to the street <laughs> like this, with my son. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, hey, Vince, I met you this time. I used to rep Cesar Garcia, and, and, I, and, I, and then I learned, and I shook his hand, his assistant's hand, and the other gentleman's hand, which was Peter Gold, I think his name is. I didn't know at the time. He's a co-creator of Better Call Saul. Yeah. I, Luckily, I, I was I like nice name. to everybody, you know, but I'm like, hey, man, I need some advice, you know, and this is where I'm, he's like, right every day. He said, don't keep your show like this or you won't have a show. Don't mm. let them also have it. He goes, think about what you want to fight for. And that's what he does. And think about what you want to right. fight for. And that's what you fight for. And I'm like, oh, I already know what that is. Authenticity. Right. You know? so, so, so as long as I'm fight for authenticity, who's going to argue what authenticity is? So so when you say like fight for the culture, like 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 fight to keep that. To keep it authentic. As authentic as possible. Possible. Like if, if I'm fighting, if I'm got financiers or network or Netflix or whoever, and they're like, we want to back you. Okay, you you have to let me um, be truthful to right. the culture, to whatever culture I'm representing. Exactly. Right now, it's the Chicano culture. Maybe later on, I'm doing something else. But for this, it has to be truthful, and you can't question. Don't I mean I I know what it is. Yeah. And then luckily now, you know the shorts kind of speak for themselves. Like, I mean all the comments, everybody's like, you you know, where's part three and all that, and I'm like. Man, forget part three. I'm trying to get this thing on. That was my next question. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm trying to get this. I got a pilot script already. You have a pilot. Look, I'm, we're trying to straight up do a Chicano Sopranos. That's, you know what I mean? I'm all for that, brother. Uh, uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll just say Chicano Sopranos slash Chicano. True Detective. That's crazy. You know, True Detective has those uh, anthology stories. Yeah. So, so the script's already done, but it has to be done right. And so, so to me, if I die and that's all I do, I'm fine because at least we got to do what I wanted to do, right. you know. But if we get to do it on a bigger platform, I want to do it a certain. It has to be done a certain way. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to so, compromise and, and make it corny. So, so you and and uh, and this movie, you you you're, you're, you wrote it. You're directing uh, on East Los. Oh, the, oh, the, 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 uh, where, where you from? from. Yeah. yeah, where are you from? I wrote it, and I'm going to direct it and produce it with some partners. Man. And Esteban and Oriol's on board to executive produce really? as well. That's and, and do sh- photos, and and he's like my uh, backup. Are, are you able to talk about, like, who's in your cast? or? Well, Cesar Garcia's back from the short, from the short and then um, uh, Aldo Gonzalez playing Kenny, and um, Pete Bossi is just signed on. He's going to play a role. And then the rest are probably going to be, like, unknown cast. That's great. We'll see what happens with the lead because what I told you guys earlier. Oh, but, yeah. but um, you know, uh, but it's gonna, it's gotta be, it's gotta be real. It's it gotta to. be authentic. And they, when I when I have actors 
come in, they have to say it word for word. And it's something I pressed my son on before. And I said, why do you want it word for word? I go, because this is why. You want to, all actors out there, listen up. You got to learn the writing word for word. When you disrespect the writer, right? And then if, when you book the part, once you book the part, you can suggest nicely if you want to change the line. You don't go in there changing the writer's words. You don't even got the part. So that's the one thing. So another thing is if it comes, if it's down to between you and one other actor, and the, this actor got it word for word, and you're still stumbling lines. You, I'm gonna go with the actor right. that got it down. So when I hear actors saying the words, and then I'll say, "Oh, that doesn't sound right. You look, you sound uncomfortable." And they're like, "No, I don't." I'm like, "I'll say it a different way." How would, then I'll just rewrite it. You know, and that's fine. I'm not worried about that. I don't have an ego. It's like it's all about huh. if everybody approaches this like this is your baby. What's best for the baby, right? You guys, that's all. That's what it is. Right. It's not about you. Not about. It's not about. It's about the project. It's best for the project. So if, if my idea is not the best idea for the project, then I'd have to, like, no, you know, yeah. I can't be, no, it's my way, my way, my way. That's the worst director. It's all about collaborating. If you approach it collaborating, everybody's, you know, as soon as I invite somebody in, like, this is not my project, this is our project. Right. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I got, that's it. I go, the most, and another thing, the most important thing that I stress on the sets, and I'm going to stress this the rest of my life, I don't care if the movie suffers. I don't want anybody mistreated. That's where it's at right there. Man, I, I, you know, I'll bring people tea, hot tea in the middle of the night. I, and, you know, if we're on the shoot like that, because I know what that's like. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. And we had, I had a friend bring a PA on set, and she said she, she had already worked on, um, I won't say their name, but a big, a big actor's production um, uh, companies on, on sets. Right. For, I'll tell you guys off there. <laughs> um, but she worked for some people, and they just like, like the PAs and the extras, you just get stepped on, stepped on. Oh. And she tells my friend, um, she says, hey, this is the first, on East Low, she tells, she says, this is the first time, like, everybody came and shook my hand and introduced themselves. Cast, producers, everybody. And I'm like, wow, that's a, that was like the biggest compliment I've ever had. And especially because the cast and all the guys like Caesar and then I, you know, I yeah. used to rep them. I used to say, hey, make, make, it's a human thing. Don't help. So, don't be nice to somebody because they can help you. That's BS. Be nice to somebody to be nice because they're human beings. That's true. You know that's what very, I mean? And true. then, um, but when she said that, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's what I want to hear. So I want everybody leaving feeling like inspired. I want everybody to go through this in front of the camera and behind the camera, uh, go through a transformation by the time they're done filming this, like, like I will, I'll, like I'll, I'll do anything for the next project because that's a tight family. Like in other words, like I want them to keep wanting to come back. Yeah. You know, yeah. not because my again, not my ego. Just like I want to, I want to be, because I already know some projects ain't like that. No, they're I, just I, not. You can only imagine. Oh, you're just like you're getting. I mean, if I'm not feeling a vibe with somebody and the pay could be good. I just don't rather not do it. That's because I'm gonna smart. come home and be miserable and take it out of my wife. You know that's not cool. Yeah, no. Or I, they're they're not gonna. Not, I'm not gonna go like beat her up or anything. <laughs> no, 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 wrong, yeah. but, I, You know, I'm gonna come home with this uh, unhappiness and it's yeah. a vibe, right? And, and it bleeds through the bleeds house. Through the house, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so I want to master at that. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's 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 really about being happy. You know, because it's it's really really hard work to do. You know. So so do you guys have a date when when you guys are planning to release it? No, no, the, oh, the feature? Yeah. The, oh, the, no, no, we're already going to film it this year. So gotcha. we're for sure going to film it this year, uh, probably like two, three months away. That's already, we're already doing rehearsals, ready, you know, we're ready to do the campaign. Right. 
because it's not about just getting money it's getting the right money it's getting the people that wow. want to give you the money that support the vision or because you could have somebody say i'll put in some money but but use my use this one actor and i'm not if i'm not feeling the actor, i'm not going to do it mm. you know what i mean but or or the um getting the campaign ready to do it uh through indiegogo but again i'm like i hit somebody up already about um to come be part of crew and he's like hey well I'm down to put in some money. I'm like, what? You got money like that? He goes, yeah. And I'm like, come to my house tomorrow. <laughs> and, he, like, and he's like, I believe in you. And I'm like, really? Wow, bro. Like, you're, like I, I, I love you more. You're so humble. You yeah. don't, you're not out there flexing like you got money. And, 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 and I, I think, was like, wow. Yeah, and I think that's, that's one of the things that people like, really need to take away from, like, from this episode particularly is that, again, I, I, I only met you through a DM after watching one of your, you know, short films. And then for you to come here and actually like go into details to what you do and that you're, you're a real person, you know, and I believe you hundred percent when you say you treat, you treat everyone on set like they're Leo, but you have the highest expectation. You know, yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a very important quality to have because uh, I'm not hundred percent who, who the director was, but you have directors and writers completely like shelving movies because you know, an, an actor felt a certain way about it, you know, destroying million, billion dollar investments, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you, you heard the issue with like Justice League, right? And uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. So, so uh, I guess uh, yeah. halfway through the movie, Zack Snyder had a family. Is that the new one? The, oh, 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 yeah. um, his son or his daughter. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what, what it was that happened yeah. with him, but I, I guess he had to pull out and then they put a new director in. And when you watch the movie, you see his, like his side of the movie cut out and then there's a different movie that plays and it mm. just feels different. But, the fans wanted it so much. And I'm, I'm a big comic book geek, which is why I know about this, is that you, they pushed for it so much that HBO Max took it and then they took the, the Justice League movie and now they're making it a four-part series because mm. his original cut was three and a half hours long. Oh. Yeah. So nice. it, it's, it's great when you see the artist's actual vision, you know, yeah. because, again, I'm a comic book fan. To me, that movie was everything I wanted it from a comic book movie. And then for it to just be, you know, not not the best in my, my personal opinion. And then hearing that, Hey, Zack Snyder wanted to come back. He fought for the rights. Ben Affleck's coming back as Batman. Oh yeah. I just read yeah. that. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, so you, you guys really did it for us. So they're doing the sequel or they're just no, adding. No, to it, the original. It's, it's, they're calling it the Snyder cut, the Zack Snyder cut. Oh, so he's, yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. So, so he, they, they took a two and a half hour movie that he was essentially had to step away from yeah. and he turned it into four hours and one hour a piece on, on, on HBO. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I know what it was. His his, uh, his son or daughter um, committed suicide. I oh believe. my god! Yeah, I re did read that actually. I know, I know uh, Atlas Entertainment guys that produce that. Is, is is that the name of the company? Yeah, so there's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. My son's name is Atlas. Yeah. yeah, and he and he um this guy Andy Horowitz. He man, we started off as a second assistant. Now he's VP of the company. Look at that. And I was PAing with him before the, that. He, we're still friends, and um yeah, he said um. He said something about that back then, but then I looked into it. I was like, "Oh my God, it has to be! You could have all the success in the world, be in the biggest movie, and your personal life something could happen, and it's like painful, right? And to come back and do his thing still, like for the fans, he still gave his. He still, you know what? That means so to, much more to me now. Yeah, you have to pick back up and go, no matter what. It's hard, man. I'm, I'm probably, you know. I'm probably. That's gonna be. There's gonna be a complaint at the house from for me playing that movie so much because it, it's because I, I, again I I waited. I knew that script two years before the movie even came out because I'm such a big Batman mm -hmm. fan, and then I got that end result and I wasn't very happy with it. But the community, the comic book community, spoke up about it and you know again 
have knowing, I guess now that he had gone through that and then him coming back and finishing it like that, I'm like, I'm going to support that a hundred percent more than the first time. Yeah. You know? And, and I think that's, that's why I can, you know, get behind someone like you, mm-hmm. like, you know, Hey, that guy put on for the place that I was told I wasn't going to be anywhere because I was from there, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the people that I came up with that you guys said weren't the right crowd, but look at me now, you know, I'm, I'm I might not be at the top of success, but I'm fortunate enough to, to, you know, pay my bills on time and, and yeah, ha- oh, man. have have a family to feed and, and, and keep happy and things like that. I think that's my biggest. That's that's that's, that's huge. That's everything. Man. There's some yeah. people, I mean, there's people, you know, they have money, they have everything on the outside. On the inside, they're hurting. They're missing their kid or their wives. Yeah. And I've had this discussion with people. I'm like, look at, about at-risk kids, right? I'm like, at-risk kids is every kid. Yeah. I don't care if you're in Beverly Hills or East LA. Like, and yeah, there's kids hurting. You know what I mean? And they have more access to drugs when you're rich. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You got the money and, for and it. And depression and things. All that stuff's everywhere. That's just human life. So, I mean, if you look at, um, I don't want to talk bad about it. Certain celebrities had um, kids that OD'd or went to prison. Right. right? And, and, and you're like, man, how did that happen? They're like, for, you're selling drugs and your dad and grandpa are so rich and famous. Like, Starts so, at home. so you just never know. Yeah, th- you don't know what happened behind yeah. the scenes, you know. So really, that doesn't mean anything. So real success is peace, happiness, and and being a good uh, a husband and wife and father, you know. And then all the other stuff is like a bonus, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm starting to realize that now more than yeah, ever, man. And, and, and so when you're not outside of this stuff, it looks like I know yeah. people see my thing like, oh man, like I'm like, man, it's still hard. <laughs> it's, I, I could imagine because again. You want to be in East Los Angeles at three in the morning? I'm pretty sure you don't. And especially again, we're we're, we're from Las Vegas. I, I was born and raised out here, but I, it was funny because we went out last night and 75 degrees to us because we've been in 110 for the last what two and a half months. It's just been like, oh my god, why didn't I bring a sweater? But to everyone, like, oh my god, this is the first little bit of coolness we got, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, man, it, it, I guess perception is everything, right? Yep, yep. And uh, I guess the 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 final question that i'm ending all my episodes with is what would you tell a kid growing up in 2020 just a general what would you say to them one thing or a few things whatever you want um, well one is like man be careful what you post Ooh. be careful what you post like if stuff was posted that from the 90s about me i'll probably not be they would not want to yeah. work with me yeah i'm not that person anymore but still you know there's a few times i made the newspapers and stuff but that's, that's like crazy. gone, but yeah, be careful what you post because it's there forever. Yeah, people will re-screenshot it or whatever and repost. Uh, that um, try not to get on social. Everything that I'm gonna say is to do with social media. Try not to go on social media every time you have an emotional breakdown. Mm. You know what I mean? Like go there, go get help. There's people for that. Like go. I, to me, I, I call it taking an emotional dump. You have to. I feel every human being needs to do that. Right. And I say, it's like if you ate a Tommy burger and didn't go to the restaurant for like a week, you're going to get sick. Right. I know it sounds messed up, but it's the truth. <laughs> it's funny because I, I love Tommy's with all my heart. Yeah. Did you guys go to the Tommy's here yet? Uh, the what? The one on Rampart? Yes. Or? Yeah. I, I, used, I used to go there all yeah. the time. It's funny because I took her there once and she's not. She, she, she looks at it and she goes, I can't, I can't believe you. Dog food. I know. Well, I do, I'm plant based now, so I would say like 95. percent Not plant, I've been plant based nine weeks, but I have, I can't even eat that anymore. But but you have to you have to you have to find like I have 
friends and mentors in my life that I go to, and, 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 and it's like a board of directors. You got to have a, a, a team. This is the same thing to the youth, right? Or to any, anybody. Right. Have people that you can go, like I have someone I could talk to about my marriage and mm. give me some truth for on that or, or fatherhood or business or um, general your life. Somebody I need to tell them, hey, am I wrong? And then say, yeah, you are wrong. <laughs> I go home and apologize. So I have to have a team of people around me in my life for business and personal um, to, 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 to like bounce off ideas or whatever and, and also like tell me like, or just vent to and just be an ear. Right. But also you, that you have to be a giver and you have to serve. I think it's all really about that. Once you get to a place of serving, and you're really truly serving, you're gonna be like, oh, this is what life's about. Because it truly, excuse me, it truly is um, the greatest feeling right. ever to, to, to do stuff for people. Like it really is. Another thing I wanna say too, like people, because we've all been through this and I don't as much anymore, but like where you get, where people do you wrong, right? And, you, and you're like, F them, I'm going to show them, right? Or I'm going to show my family that I'm not a loser. I'm going to, you know. So I, I feel like revenge, that whole revenge thing is, if it, you use that fire to, to rev your engine, mm. right? Use it to rev your engine. And then once you hit the gas, then let it go. You have to let it go. Wow. So like, there's a lot of people that like, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm going to show them. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go write a movie. I'm going to, you know, all these people that just, but then you have to let it go. You have to let it go because you'll carry that with you and it'll just, it'll, it'll, it's bad. It, it, then your, your likability is gone. <laughs> your, your door is shut because yeah. you're just a person with this bad energy. Yeah. You have to have a, a, a forgiveness. Yeah. You know, I'll talk openly on this. You, you saw my post about yeah. with Noel G, right? Yeah. Me and Noel G were 20-year friendship, and we had a fallout, and we just both handled it wrong, you know? And I, I get, I'll speak on my part. My part, I look back, and I was like, what an idiot I was doing this or saying this and all that. And, you know, and, and, and I was like, we started social media, man. It got, you know, I started learning how to use it mm-hmm. for positive. We had a, we had a, went back and forth, and, Hey, brother, man, man, how I, I'm sorry, dude. You know, I don't even this and that. And we, we, we made amends through social media, through DMs, and then our phone number again. And then his mom passed away. And I, my mom had already passed away in, in late 90s, so I, I had empathy for him. And um, we were already were talking again. And it, so I was kind of glad that we were talking again before so he don't think I was being nice to him out of pity, you right. know. And then I went to the tax collector screening, and he was there, and we hugged it out. And, you know, and we're, my wife's like, I'm like, man, I'm going to hug you. I don't care. My wife's like, don't hug him because he's hugging everybody. <laughs> she saw him with the thing. And I was like, man, we just, it felt so, man, I felt everybody in our circle knew that we had a thing. Right. You know, even meeting the like, how oh, you know, all get along. And I already know, he already knows something. That's why he's asking me. I'm like, I right. work good, bro. But I, you know, but, um, but it was like letting it all go and being friends and like, what the heck were we fighting about? And I always think about like how Dr. Dre and, and, uh, and easy and, yeah. and, and Ice Cube, Ice Cube how, how they wanted to, to like reunite and be friends and again, they but they didn't, they, they never got to, you know what I mean? Got to. And so when I seen him at the tax collectors, we just were like, what's that? We almost like so like a brotherhood. It felt so good. And then we're, then we, we arranged to sit down and at his house and we just 
talk for Look eight hours. Wow. And our phone's blowing up because it was a day. It was right. a, a work day. And we're like, he goes, look, man, I got mine too. So we're like, we just put it away. It's beautiful, you know, man. And we talked for eight hours and we just, and I, and, and I said, dude, I'm sorry, man. I handled things, you know, I handled things like street, like a, a street situation where it was, it was, I just, I, again, on, on my part, I just said, I'm sorry. I handled it wrong. Let's move forward. We're still, let's, let's, let's see what, what. That's beautiful. What though, yeah, man. it was a real beautiful thing. And I spoke from the heart. I didn't want to get. Too much into it. He, he got a little bit more detailed <laughs> on his because I didn't want to put right. it out. I, I didn't care if he did. Like you said, we argued and argued. I don't remember. Right. Did you see his post? I, 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 I remember yeah. that there was like a back and forth like on his story almost. Yeah, but he, yeah. Went, he did one where he mentioned we used to argue and argue. And he went like, and I was like, yeah, that's true. But I, I, I kept mine a little right. brief. But um, everybody was reaching out to how inspired they felt that we did it publicly. You know? Beautiful. <laughs> And um, so, so do you have a forgiveness in your heart? Um, watch what you post. Have a, have a circle of people that you could vent to to let out your emotions when you're having a, 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 um, a what do you call it, like an emotional? Um, your atypical breakdown, I guess. Breakdown, yeah. <laughs> I think we all have it. I'm 47. We all have that. You know, I'm still dealing with that stuff. But don't, don't try not to, you know. And then you don't want to be, be authentic. You don't want to be on social media like, look at me. I'm like, hey, man, you know, yeah, you could have, you know, you just want to be careful. We don't want to go too deep into a rant of crying on Instagram. Yeah, if, if that's your platform and you feel like you have to do that, that's fine. But I, I guess what it is is like, be authentic. If that's who you are, but just don't, don't be on there where you're going to look back. Like, Why the heck did I post that? Yeah. And it might hurt you in business and it might hurt you in your relationship or you're embarrassing your family or whatever. Just, Sometimes you go let it out somewhere else and talk about your feelings, but after you're already calm, you know what I mean? You're thinking rational and you can really articulate your, articulate your thoughts and emotions in a, in a um, professional manner, I guess yeah. you could say. But that would be my, my no, I kind of rambled on. <laughs> Try not to ramble on like me. But yeah, that, that's pretty much it. That, that's, that's great, man. Um, but, uh, so, so where can my followers find you? So for, uh, for right now... So I did, I'm doing one social media at a time. So first go. I did YouTube for a little while. Got the hang of it. That's at, everything is at Manny Jimenez Sr. And the, so I did YouTube, then Instagram. I haven't did Facebook yet. So I'm going to You wait. don't need to do that one. Yeah. We don't, we're, we're, the young kids aren't doing that That's one anymore. That's what I hear. They're like, sorry, <laughs> old people, but there's like, oh, Facebook's for old people. So and Instagram for young people. Yeah. But I, people calling me OG. I have who's going on. Hey, I, I, I call you that. Yeah, I call you, call, you that. Yeah, and then um, shout out to Fools Gone Wild, Stevanorio, you know, and um, those guys, they're funny, man. Like, you know, even when I, I'm having a bad day, I'll go on there like, oh, my God. In the middle of the night, like, I, I, and I know she's, like, a little bit bothered with me, and, like, you, the, all the lights are off, and all you hear is, ha-ha, from across yeah. the room. She goes, oh, my God, turn that off. <laughs> so he sent me the album before it came out. Oh, so I, I was just, it. like, bumping it. She's same thing. Just stop, stop. It's I'm not like, funny. No. <laughs> yes, like it is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then I'll show her, and she'll start laughing. I'm it, like, it, I told you. Whatever bald-headed person I find in the street when I'm driving, oh, pull your phone out. Where's this fool going? Yeah, warning, warning. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Little Mystery and uh, Mario Lopez for holding yeah, yeah. fools gone wild down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a couple, couple of the things, uh, little secret things coming up. But, I, I can't yeah. wait for those, man. 
account. That guy's gonna, um, he's doing do well with that. I, 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 I would like to see a, a Manny and Foo's Gone Wild collab. I will, will when the time's right. When the time's I'll, right. I, you know, it's just, um, well, the thing is, my thing is, my lane right now is dramas, so it's a little different, but I do have a comedy thing. Wow. So when the time's right, imagine. you know, it, it'll happen. But um, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun on Instagram and I just want to keep inspiring. I, if you come at me right on DM, I'm going to answer. I mean, that's it. You it's know? the truth. I found him. He's on my podcast <laughs> because I DM'd him on Instagram. I kid you not, guys. Yeah. So um, thanks for having me. I'm proud of you, man. You're doing Thank it. You. Cutest kid. Second baby. I could say it on there. <laughs> well, well, yeah. For the record, this is our, I guess, introduction to baby number two uh, brought to you by Uncle Manny. <laughs> <laughs> And um, for even for you, man, just I like write. You know, I'll let you read my script. Thank you. I, I could show you how to do it. I've met some guy. He's thirty three. Another guy I met. He's thirty three. He's having a second kid, and he called me. He DM me. Mm -hmm. But hey, yeah, I gave him my number. I met him. I was like, bro, you could you could text me. He goes, oh, I didn't want to. I'm like, if I give you my number, you text me. That's what's up, man. And so um, I I talked to him at midnight two nights ago. Wow. And he, and, and he was like telling me about his life and his career. I have to, I'm having a second kid out of my job and I don't, and I'm like, dude, you have to just work harder than the next man because of all that. Yeah. You and, know? And I think that's why I, I mean, I went out of my way. I've maxed out credit cards. I have recording equipment and I mean, you see the studio that I'm in now uh, again, you know, back in the day, I, I used to live in Los Angeles and now I have to drive back to talk to my old friends you know, I, and I appreciate, you know, you even just saying those things because hard work and discipline and all that stuff is what got me here. And um, I don't care if I if I make money or, or become a hit. This is for my son. And yeah. I want my son to know that I spoke with real people all the time. That's right. And if you focus it on that, the money's going to come. We'll see. It's authentic. No, I don't. No, 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 no. It, it will. I accept Bitcoin no. for the record. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's it will. I promise. Fingers crossed. And, yeah. and I appreciate that. All right. Thank you, OG. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs>